0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode 14 of Take to Take. My name is Luke Burrows, joined by uh, Nick Robinson and Patrick Talon in studio here. We've got a lot to go over today. Um, First and foremost, unless you've been living under a rock for the past uh, week or so, you will know about the big coaching change in the hockey world. Um, Coach Cush has been let go by the Vancouver (laughs) riots. And uh, hydration technician Nigel Gobekchens had been promoted. Uh, guys, what do you think? What a story. Yeah. You know, meteorotic rise from Nigel. You know, he went <laughs> from
1: just no role last year to hydration technician this year, all the way to head coach. He's a hard worker. Yeah, it's, that Nigel. it's a remarkable story. Uh, I wasn't a fan that we made Coach Cush. Uh, stay outside the arena as we left on, as you guys left on the team bus without him and made him call his own cab with his bags. but uh, uh, I mean, Gerard Gallant.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the world we live in. Know, I'm kind of upset. I think uh, I think we have to consider maybe the Vancouver riots just suck at hockey, and yeah. uh, it has nothing to do with the coach. That's a awesome. big point. Anyways, though, um, another more minor um, chain coaching change in hockey. Mike Michael Michael Babcock has been fired by the Toronto Maple Leafs and Sheldon Keefe is replacing him and since then the Leafs have gone 2 and 0. Uh I know some Leafs fans that are saying uh the season it's no well time. yeah that too but uh the season's just starting and they're 2 and 0. So uh I'm not sure what do you what do you guys think it's I I kind of wish it wasn't happening but it's it's pretty ironic or it's I mean Tyson well, berry has been T- tyson Berry, i think is a pretty good uh image yeah. for the whole situation
2: i feel like all the lease fans knew just very simple changes to make um with regards to how Berry was being deployed or how um i don't know how much ice time Mitch marner was or uh, matthews was getting i know that was a big issue uh last year uh in the postseason but um i don't know i think it's uh what yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay. I, I think i think what's <laughs> it's like no but some of the stuff was pretty it was pretty easy it's like people knew to, to let barry join the rush babcock was ostracizing and stifling tyson barry and it was just like keith came in and said okay here's the green light join the rush
0: it was just i think sorry yeah you know, um, yeah i think what's f- kind of funny about the whole situation and it's just like it, it makes me go kind of like oh of course this is happening if you asked a leaf a leaf's fan like the second after Babcock got fired and Chief or Chief, Keith, uh, Chief, Chief Keith got hired. Um, if you ask, you know, over the next two games, what would what's your ideal perfect world scenario for the next two games? I'm not sure this would be too far off. Like they're two and yeah. zero. Uh, Tyson Berry two goals in two games. Like Pierre Engvall scored a goal. Whoever that is. Um, I I don't know what else Leafs fan could want from a uh, you know a fast coaching change like that. So. Whether it's legitimate or it's just a big fluke coincidence, I think things are going pretty well, um, as much as as much as you know maybe they they should be or not. But yeah, that's I think how I, see it. I
1: think we all knew sort of this was probably like a long time coming for Babcock. I think sort of everybody reached the breaking point almost after the first round loss last year against Boston, where he was very clearly outcoached by Bruce Cassidy. And uh, you know, like we said, there's far too much talent on the Maple Leafs team to be focusing on grit and grinding and scrapping out wins like Mike Babcock was aiming to have them do. And there was just a clear difference in philosophy between uh, Dubas and Babcock and, uh, what was interesting was somebody dug up like a clip of Dubas speaking. I think it was back in 2014 yeah. about coaching and how it can never work when there's a difference in philosophy. The coach and the GM have to be on the same page. And I think quite clearly, I think everybody always
0: knew that Dubas power and struggle.
1: Babcock were never on the same page. Yep. And, you know, the higher power is always going to win that
0: how uh, obviously uh, Babcock's leash got very short very quickly but at the beginning of the year before any games are played and the only thing um, you know fresh in the minds of even not even the fans even Dubas um, how short do you think Babcock's leash was coming into this year do you think it it shortened very very quickly or do you think it was already short and he just kind of dug his own grave there with the not great start I think it was already short some of the Leafs fans I've
2: spoken with thought it got shorter really quick because they didn't expect a start this fast um I thought a lot, the the breaking point should have been last year against uh Boston in my opinion you get you get Muzzin you get Tavares you still lose in seven like there has to be some discussion with the coaching change he didn't play Austin Matthews nearly enough um and like Nick Sec he said like he, he prefers to grind out the wins and, and Babcock is pretty old school he's very my way or the highway so I know that I believe his assistants were replaced last year. Yes. Um, okay, they were. Okay. Um, and, and this year when you start like that, and I think the first time when, when a slump happens, people are quick to say, well, the players aren't aren't playing well. But that's usually the first. Well, if it's one or two people aren't playing well, fine. That's usually on the player. But if the entire team isn't playing well, then that usually means that they've stopped playing for the coach, and we saw that happen. Um, yeah.
0: So a little bit of a in my opinion a little bit of a psycho move from Michael Babcock here the Mitch Marner thing yeah um i i don't even really know what to think i've kind of never heard anything like that i've kind of been filled in over the past few days more in depth about kind of what Babcock's done in the past yeah um but i'm not really sure what to think of this but well it's I mean, pretty pretty gross and like
2: Mitch Marner said he, he's always going to do what his coach wants. He's not going to say no, but I think what, uh, sparked a lot of stuff on Twitter was the Mike Commodore stuff. Yeah. Um, there was the one picture where Babcock was loading up his truck. Commodore didn't take that picture and people thought it was really weird, but, um, Mark Frazier, I don't know if you guys saw this, the former Leafs defenseman, uh, backed Commodore. He tweeted, anyone who thinks uh, he needs to lay off Babs just doesn't understand how much hate the players have for him. Uh, it's beyond scratching what Com- what Commodore said by saying he was out of shape. Uh, NHL players are a very small population of athletes and people. We share stories throughout the years with each other, and for those outside the locker rooms, you will never truly understand some of the terrible, undeserving things Babs has done to some of his players. Um, we hear this a lot after uh, after coach after coaches get fired, but I um, I don't know if the media has a rule, but. I respect the guys that were talking about Babcock's issues way before. Now it seems like the media is using this as like an opportunity to jump on it, which I'm not necessarily a fan of. Um, but but
0: it's good that this stuff is kind of surfacing now. So I have a I have a question. Sorry, Nick, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I I, I was gonna say I'd be interested in seeing uh like what more stuff like this is out there because I'm sure this isn't the only like big psycho thing. And uh, Bob McKenzie today on TSN 1050. Uh, Said he doesn't like dropping stories about coaches when they're fired because it's piling on. But uh, as the point I saw here, you can't report it when it happens because of media access and privacy reasons. And you can't report it after because it's piling on the fact that they got fired. So...
2: When is it okay to report this stuff? That's why I was curious because on Overdrive, Jeff O'Neill was just ripping into Babcock. He talked about the Madonna thing, how he scratched him for 10 straight straight games with the Spets and stuff. But this stuff wasn't really... I listen to Overdrive every once in a while and I feel like this stuff from those specific guys wasn't really talked about and they were usually the ones who who really gave Babcock praise. But it's once he's fired and that these stories come out that they jump on. But I feel like as a coach, um, this stuff should be talked about during your tenure, not just not just when you're
0: fired I th- um yeah no go I, ahead. i think once uh i mean it's i don't think it's now but once babcock it's kind of announced that babcock is um done with coaching is i it? what that was announced no 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 i'm saying when when that day comes um i think that's when it's kind of fair to yeah to to go off but uh, i know i have a question why do you think um, Morgan Riley specifically, Babcock called him out, not called him out, called him out in a good way um, in his statement after he was fired. And I believe Morgan, oh, <laughs> uh, I believe Morgan Riley did something similar um, shortly after. Why do you think, I mean, I'm sure Morgan Riley isn't the only guy, but why do you think there's certain players that clearly uh, take to Babcock? Do you think it's just some people resonate it, with that coaching style or? It's the, the
1: respect thing uh, yeah. that he has, the resume. For, for winning the two Olympic gold medals, I think players just automatically respect something like that. So um, you,
0: I just
2: think it's weird. Like, and I, yeah, oh, and if, if they know, sorry, if they know that this coach has this reputation of winning, they're gonna do whatever he says. They're kind of gonna be blinded by whatever tactics. I don't know, if I was Morgan winning. Riley
0: yeah. and I saw my coach expose a rookie like he did to Marner, I, I don't know. I'd have a pretty sour Stuff, taste in stuff
2: like this happens a lot after. Coaches were fired. I remember the very first tenure that Terrian had in Montreal in 2002 or whatever. Terry Ryan, or Terry Ryan, I don't remember his uh, last name. Anyway, he was like a highly touted draft pick, and he didn't work out in Montreal anyway. And he wrote a book, and I guess in his rookie season or whatever, Tarion called him into his office, said sit down, lit a cigarette, blew it in his face, and then told him to get the F out of his office. So coaches huh. do gross things like this. Um, as much as I don't like Babcock, We need to, it's not Babcock only who does this stuff. Correct. Um, A lot of coaches do this. um, But I think it's good that that this stuff is coming out. And I respect Mike Commodore for for having the ability to talk about this before he was fired, not just like everyone else jumping on now because he's fired.
1: Yeah, Mike Commodore's like calling out a Babcock is like a good thing. I mean, the part where he was like getting people to take pictures of Babcock, packing up his stuff to move out of Toronto, that was a bit much, but.
0: Yeah, I think all, like
1: all the power, I, but I, I but I do respect all this stuff of players and media. Like we got to hold these people accountable. Whether it's Mike Babcock, whether it's anybody, you need to hold these people accountable for what they're
0: doing. And I'm all for more of this stuff coming out. Uh, so staying on the topic of coaching, maybe moving on from Babcock. Babcock but how, um, you know, I think I, I mentioned it before. The Leafs are kind of a. A picture, per- well, almost a picture-perfect example of um, a fast and ideal turnaround after a coaching change. But how do you guys think? Uh, you know, a coach um, or a, a co- yeah, specifically a coaching change can kind of affect the team in the short term and their long term. Like how? And I, I made a comment about this about the timing of the firing uh, and the hiring, but I didn't think it was the right time. Clearly, I was wrong uh do you why wasn't
2: it a right time? just in your i'm curious why would i it,
0: i i literally think and i and i mean this in very uh small scale like not big picture full season thing i just think uh first game on a six six game five or six game road trip or something it was just a little weird i think they maybe could have waited the road trip out and it was, and i know i just thought it for very small reasons but um no regardless i was wrong they're obviously doing great but um I
1: mean, obviously, any coaching change usually helps the team right off the bat. I think it's more so like just a kick in the pants for whoever's playing most of the time. So do you
0: think this is unusual for it to be going this no. well? Or, no, it, you know? happened
2: no with, uh, it happened with Boston. With happened,
1: it happened with Craig Berube last year. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Craig Berube is the best coach ever, so but it, when, it's sometimes just the kick in the pants players need, or it's, in this case with the Leafs, it, it is both the kick in the pants and is both the change in philosophy.
0: I just, I, Yeah, I agree. I think it's just... It's, the, it's wacky that, I again I'll reference Tyson Berry, but it's crazy that um, that was a big talking point when Babcock was coach, and suddenly he's the other examples Norris I have Norris Caliber Tyson Berry.
1: Yeah, the other examples I have like Mike Sullivan, twenty fifteen sixteen, Pittsburgh was going nowhere, and then they won two Stanley Cups. Yeah. Um, Dave Cameron, Ottawa was fourth last in the league in 2014-15, and then they went twenty three three and three down the stretch with Dave Cameron. Now sometimes doesn't work out long term um i think this is a good bet sheldon keith's probably a good bet long term like sometimes more of a long term for short term thing like dave cameron was a good short term fix but sheldon keith i get more sense is a long term fix sort of like how bruce cassidy in 2016-17 when the bruins fired claude Julien, uh bruce cassidy lost in the first round that year to ottawa and the bruins but you know long term that's ended up being the right decision right if you gave that a bit of time the Bruins have taken a huge step up in the past couple of years or sometimes on the reverse side you get things that didn't work so like there were three mid-season coaching changes last year Jeremy Carlton in Chicago Willie Desjardins in LA and Ken Hitchcock in Edmonton all three <sighs> didn't even come close to the playoffs so it's hit and miss but I'd say more so this is do you think, chances I, think
2: I think right off the bat it has more to do with the players than it does the coach over over the course of a few weeks you'll finally see the full system implemented from a coach but i think right off the start the players know there's a new guy they need to impress the new guy and that the onus is sort of on them they think the onus is more on them to really perform for the new coach This happened Correct. with boston after Cassie was fired to happen uh montreal was way out of a playoff spot when terryan was fired in 2017 and julian kind of solve fix things there was more jump in their game and I I feel like that's a bit of both there's more jump in the Maple Leafs game but also like Sheldon Keefe is just making smart decisions um that Babcock wouldn't do he's playing Bab he's playing uh Matthews more um is that a smart decision or is that just kind of a well no no well you would think but like um did you, I don't know if you saw, but it was like Matthews played seventeen forty-two at 5v5 in 235 regular season games under Babcock. He only ever played more than that nine times. Um, so I, I think it's a bit of both um, as to the players and coach. But like Nick said, it sometimes it
0: doesn't work out. Well,
1: Sheldon Keefe played Cody C.C. 26 minutes against Colorado. So how good can this guy
0: really be? <laughs> um, okay, so aside from kind of the... The negative things coming out in the past few days, is it safe to assume Mike Babcock has done more good than bad for the Leafs? I...
1: No, he's done more bad. Yeah, his I, his I, legacy I, is going to be what? failure, yeah. I think. His, lega- I his disagree. legacy, when we look back on this in 20 years, it's going to be Mike Babcock's tenure in Toronto was failure. Yeah. He came in with the expectation that he was going to elevate this team into a contender and win a Stanley Cup. Now, there was a change in GM. There were a lot of changes in the front office, a lot of changes between when he started and what the team is now. But uh, largely, I think you gotta give him credit. Largely, for he what could the, what have he done, I more think, up until like, up
0: until maybe January, February, of, uh, this time last, like like January of 2019, up until then, pre playoffs, I think, I think he was doing I think just fine. Really,
1: I I always thought he was pretty yeah. questionable. The only time I really gave him a lot of credit. Was 2016-17 when the Leafs made the playoffs? Yeah, because they uh, weren't expected to. They lost to
0: Washington. Yeah,
1: that was the Washington year that they lost to Washington, and they were better than anybody expected them to be. But um, I don't think, I, I don't think he's done really much else than that. Yeah, like, I
2: don't think people are going to remember him as like, I don't know if we're doing anything special. There was the back to back. Like the, I, I understand the first time when they lost um, to Boston. I, th- I, I would give him credit for the Washington series as well. But when you go out and, and you get muzzin and you get taveras and and you're the core that you're building around is that much older and you still lose in seven and, you, and you're ostracizing and stifling the youth that you have at your disposal these these unbelievable hockey players then no i think it'll be remembered as a as a failure and i think they're going to remember the time keith came in and and he's going to be the one to to take them uh, that next step
1: now the only thing i'm going to miss about mike babcock is like sometimes people stumbling when saying his name my favorite example is uh it's I Paul Romano. Like to announce if anybody's can, ever heard. This. I can
0: see the monitor in this other room behind me. So,
1: looks like it. It's going to go against the Leafs. And you see Mike Bobcat,
2: Mike. <laughs> <laughs> There's also Babcock, Don Cherry calling
0: him Mike Dab Babcock. That's a It <laughs> that Might just be a nickname they have. Maybe. Mike Bobcat. Maybe. Or- he Paul Robonaut is terrible. Yeah, he was bad. <laughs> well, we should talk about announcers.
1: All right, no. Well, yeah. uh, I, I, that's pretty yeah, much enough about I, enough, enough about the about Leafs. The Leafs. That's, that's enough. enough. about like the, the Leafs. Leafs. They suck. We've we've heard the, the Maple Leaf storylines over the past like two weeks. have just been beaten into the ground. Wait, I mean, it makes I get sense, it. Though. I makes get sense. why. Come on. I get why. But it's like you know, I just get sick of hearing about it. But we just did. 12 minutes? No, No. 17 minutes of it (laughs) on a radio show. So let's let's change it up.
0: I Actually, I read something on Twitter this morning that um, more than you would think, people leave their radio on in their homes, and it's just uh, their dogs listening during the day. So there's a good chance we're talking to a lot of dogs right now. I just thought I should say that. I thought that was kind of cool. Hi, Troy. But uh, is your dog's name? That's my dog. My dog's name is Toby. What's your dog's name, Pat? Fiona. Nice. That's... It's not a dog name. All right, Luke. Sorry, dog to dog. That's a that's a That's a fairy princess ogre name. Um, Um, Dustin Bufflin.
2: Oh yeah, Patrick.
1: You have a lot to say about this.
2: Uh, I also. I didn't really. I was losing track of this whole Bufflin thing because a lot of things have happened since this sort of debacle went down. So just a timeline very quickly of of what's going on. So. It started off where the uh, the team doctor and Bufflin signed off on him being healthy at the end of the season. And makes sense. Every player has to sign off on the physical as well as the doctor. Both Bufflin and the doctor signed off, meaning that at the end of the season, he was deemed healthy, and he agreed to it. He came back, asked the Jets for time to think about his future. He did not report to camp, and the Jets gave him the time and space he needed to make this decision. Oh, oh sorry I okay sorry leave. let me all repeat That's that uh bufflin came back asked the jets for time to think about his future he did not report to camp and the jets gave him the time and space he needed to think about his decision makes sense and then the jets suspended him without pay at the start of the season um which they have every right to do so for cap reasons because you cannot pay someone who was not reported to work and then bufflin had ankle surgery i want to say about a month ago um on his own, and then he told the team. He also said his foot was broken, and the team did not know about that, and it was not found in X-rays that were done later on. So it's a really weird situation. I don't know what's going on um, right now. And then I guess the NHLPA filed a uh, grievance on behalf of the Jets for all this stuff. Yeah, yeah that's, I'm understanding that That's correctly. what made yep. me bring this up. Again. So I thought that was um, interesting. the timeline. Everything is is, is tricky. Um, I don't I think he still wants to play hockey. I just don't know if he wants to play in Winnipeg.
1: Yeah, I think I think that relationship's sort of souring. Um just based on what's happening here. I think he wants to get paid. I think he feels he was wrongly suspended and shouldn't have been by the team. But uh the one place that had a lot of good stuff on this topic was uh Thirty One Thoughts podcast mm-hmm. with L.A. Friedman, Jeff Merrick. They had Brian Burke on last week. Hmm. And he had a lot uh, of good insider stuff to say because being a former GM himself, he obviously knows a lot about like the year-end physical uh, being signed off on and stuff like that.
2: Yeah. I think your mic cut out. Have... No, oh, you're mine's fine. Um, what
1: Whatchamacallit. There, that's better. Um, no, and he said with the uh, year-end physical, uh, basically this battle between the NHL and NLC, this is going to become a battle between the NHL and the NHLPA based on signing that year-end physical, because the NHL is going to aim to protect the hell out of that document because it's binding, because it means that the player was healthy. They're going to battle to protect that, the legitimacy of that process at the year-end for each team. So this is really, I think, going to move away from specifically Dustin Bufflin. This is going to turn into a big battle between the NHL and the Players Association. But obviously... I it, think everyone's kind of fault the fault to
0: a degree uh, in this situation. It's yeah. Just, it- could have been handled better on all sides. Yeah, and Friedman said he, he heard rumors that Bufflin
2: might not, like probably doesn't want to play for Winnipeg right now. He said it didn't come from Buffalo though. But I don't know. There's a there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding this surrounding this entire thing. It's just, it's just kind of weird.
1: Yeah, there's a lot we don't know. It's the same sort of thing. We just don't know a lot about what's going on. There could be some facts that still have yet to come to light. It seems like the story gets added. There's another layer that comes to it sort of every day.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, this one. What's says cap? A... Uh, no, he's in seven. the $7 million seven? $ 7 okay 6 to 7. Uh let's talk Bortuzzo. Um and this I know you're upset.
2: upset. You, you you
0: start kick us off. Luke. I well I, I mean there's not really I don't have that much to actually say. I just think It just like, sucks. What, what 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 was that? Like why that plus the one on Nelson, I believe that came up as well, Brock Nelson. Yeah. Uh same thing. Uh these cross-checks to the... I don't get it. The cross-checks to the back. Um, Arbor- it's like... I don't... I do not understand why he's doing it. It's just... It Bortuzzo seems like he's trying to injure in. them. The I don't... Yeah,
2: that was ugly. And then Binnington gives a little... too. Like, come on. Out of
0: the blue. What's his... He's out six weeks? Uh, four to six, I think. And then Bertuzzo got four. Yeah, you see, yeah.
1: that's the unfair part to me. It's the Blues are going to lose a hmm. bad middling defenseman who plays on their third pair and the predators lose their best winger, like you can make the debate that he's their best player now for four to six weeks. That's that's a huge it's, injustice just, on the part like, of the Talk about department. intent to
0: injure. I just think that's so ridiculous. And I, well that's
1: exactly what it is, right? He's not try he's not trying to get him out of the creek. He's trying to hurt him.
0: Yeah, like there's there's nothing he's doing there that is any kind of hockey play even no. if it's after the whistle like no. I, I i would argue and i would entertain the idea that you can make a hockey play after the whistle you know getting in and um sure. getting into a scrum around the net or something but that is just such garbage
2: yeah that was yeah. a gross play um this is his third time being suspended um who's the guy that spit what was his oh uh, Garden Hathaway. Uh, yeah. yeah he got he got one game uh one game more for, for putting someone out for six weeks. And Hathaway has never done anything before. Like, gas yeah, spitting is gross, but you get three games for that, not a repeat offender. Bertuzzo, who is a repeat offender, just
0: gets one game more for cross-checking someone in the spine, and he's out six weeks. Like, I don't know. I think, I think clear intent to injure plays, and obviously this has never happened, and this is maybe a hot take, so who knows if I should say it on this show. But I think clear intent to injure um, offenses like that. They should be suspended, or they should be... Not allowed to play for as long as a player is injured from that play. I like, I don't know. You you caused that. You explicitly, without question, caused that injury, yeah. and you meant to do it. It's not like it was a a dirty hit that you know questionable. Did he mean to do it or not? But yeah, that's one hundred percent Bertuzzo meant to do that, and I think. Well, I'd, what would you? I, I feel like when Peros joined
2: uh, the Player Safety Associ- Association, there was some some hope that that whenever something really bad happened, a really dirty hit, that there would be some sort of that the the punishment would be more severe and we haven't seen that. Well with like, him being a seen... former player too, right? That's what yeah, the exactly. hope was. That was that was the plan. And then every time something happened, a Tom Wilson hit or whatever hit, you would expect, okay, hopefully the league sort of lays down the law and says, Okay, no, you can't three games isn't gonna do anything or four games isn't gonna do anything. He doesn't care. He's out six weeks. Like like there has to be some some legit um I don't even know. What would be fair for this? Six games? Seven games? Eight games? Ah, uh,
1: Man, I would have put it higher than that. I um, I, w- I would have legitimately put this in the 10 to 15 range.
2: Okay. I, oh, it I think so it's a disgusting angry.
1: play.
0: It's just such garbage.
2: And, like, and I feel like once the league sort of puts that into effect, we'll see less of this happening. But they know a fine or just a handful of games. It's always between two and four games. It's rarely ever more. Yeah, They know that... They don't really care. They can miss that. They well, don't. Well, I
1: th- I think I think this is just another wake up call to the fact that we need some more reform in the player safety yeah. department. There needs to be higher punishments for these type of things that have just absolutely no place in hockey.
2: Um, do we want to talk about Kerfoot? Yep. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. We've got a few. There were a few heads questionable actions. Uh, yeah, Kerfoot. Do you want I to bring it up. Oh, yeah. I um. It's a fireplace. Yeah. I uh I didn't I really didn't think it was that
0: bad. Um. Kerfoot's a fairly clean player. He's not a repeat offender. Yeah, I don't think he expected him to go um, down like that. That was a bit... Like, obviously, you can't make that hit. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't have... But, I don't think that push is
2: necessary, but it also looked like... Um, who was it again that he hit? Um, oh, I don't remember. Eric Johnson. Yeah. Uh, he sort of lost his footing a little bit as well. Yeah. As you he know, was Johnson way off was balance. Not, um, yeah, like and, he, and, and, I don't know, he got two games? Yes, yeah. That six, was. Yeah. I mean, I think. I think even a fine. I think even, even no supplementary discipline would have puck been puck fine for the this, just because.
0: You know, because as on the see, I wish. On the I, college, I wish this. I wish two, two games for first. this was the NHL usual. Like, if this gets two games, then then, then something so like Bertuzzo would get so many. Well, here it is, right here. I think. I think that's fair for two games. Like, two games isn't much. Kerfoot yeah. can't do that. Um, maybe not entirely. Well, no, it is entirely his fault. I don't think, obviously, expected Johnson to go down like he did. And, um, I mean, obviously, the Department of Player Safety can't really consider this, but I don't think uh, Kerfoot would want to do that to, um, you know, anyone on the avalanche. But, uh, no, I I'm good with that being two games, because I think that should be, that should kind of set a standard. Yeah, obviously, I, yeah. it's not going to, yeah. but... Whatever. Agreed. Fair enough. Okay. uh Cernak, right on. Cernak.
2: Uh That was kind of fluky. That same thing. Um, I might have to take another look at it. He uh,
0: he got his hands up, which he shouldn't have, uh, and by doing here so, I think he accidentally got his elbow Here's right into his head. Oh, crap. Uh,
1: Say yes to more uh, problems. Oh, we got a YouTube
0: ad there. I don't drink. Oopsie. I don't drink milk anymore, guys. Okay. No. All right, Lou. Yeah. Know. That's
2: awesome. Darlene off the left boards. To yeah.
1: Took a shot yeah to he, sort of, he sort of stiff arms, stiff arms him. Right. Wasn't a lot of force. Like, like
0: not a lot of. Boom. Down he I wouldn't goes. Wouldn't say it was a hard hit. He just got his hands up, yeah. um, down, um, which ball obviously ball you ball ball shouldn't ball. do, and he kind of followed through with his elbow. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see a suspension there as well. Yeah, One, I think so. Again, games. maybe a game. He didn't yeah.
1: need. It was. It was the. It goes back to the thing, right? It was. He didn't need to do it, and he did it. All right. What's next?
0: Uh, we want to do a little bit of a. Let's, sorry, we should have done this coming out of the coaching discussion, but because um, it kind of fit in well. Uh, Bill Peters? Mm. Yes. Mm.
1: Uh, well, if anybody's unfamiliar with the situation, former Flames prospect, and he did play for them at one point in the NHL, Akeem Alou, uh, alleged on Twitter last night that Bill Peters, back when he was part of the Chicago Blackhawks organization with Rockford, where uh, Akeem was drafted. Uh, he alleged that Bill Peters... Uh, how do I describe this the best? He dropped... As Akimalu, he, used it, he, used, yeah, Akimalu. he used a racial slur. Yeah, he used a racial slur and played a key part in convincing the Blackhawks organization to send Akeem down to the Eastern Coast Hockey League, even though he was on pace for 20 goals in his first professional season, which is a respectable number, but... They said uh, he just completely went off and said Bill Peters did this just out of pretty much out of racism, which is extremely disturbing to hear. Yeah. Um, especially because Bill Peters has been coaching the NHL now for years, very well respected as well. Um, I think he's coached internationally for Canada, and you know the amount of players that he's coached now, and uh, being an integral part of the Calgary Flames and what they're doing, that's pretty alarming to hear.
2: And actually, just about an hour ago, uh, Sean McMorrow added to it. He tweeted, if you think Mike Commodore had harsh words for Babcock, you're in for a treat to hear what I would have what I would have to say about Bill Peters. Worst human being to ever coach me and treated me terrible on an AHL team, uh, the Ice Dogs, where I won a league award for community service. Um, yeah, this is kind of shocking to hear, but it kind of goes into, Nick, what we talked about earlier about. Being able to come forward about this stuff, I don't know if people would have been able to come forward about this twenty years ago. Yeah. Um, no, no way. And I'm all, I'm all for this coming forward, talking about stuff uh, now, and 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 raising more <coughs> discussion. Um, I know Bill Peters didn't speak with the media following the flame. Yeah, I think game. that that was
1: probably smart yeah. uh, to not throw him to the sharks there because this <laughs> all came out mid-game. Yeah. But uh, I think him and the Flames are going to have to comment on this at some point because right now it's just a massive cloud. Yeah. I don't know what the Flames' plan is. I don't know how you can stick him behind the bench now because oh, yeah. that's all it. they're going to talk about. They'd probably have to suspend him indefinitely, I'd imagine. But yeah, this is it's pretty alarming stuff that this goes on. It's 2019. I can't believe stuff like this still happens out there.
0: Yeah. Sorry, what was the? Um, I missed. What was the date on when this was all, hop, all uh, happened? I believe this know? like
1: during the two thousand nine ten season, just after Alou okay. was drafted.
0: Okay, yeah, I don't really have anything to add, but yeah. uh, we can move on because this is. Oh, actually, a month today. Maybe that works. Uh, exactly a month today. Um, it's our last show before the Christmas break, so this is our chance to talk about it. The World Juniors will be kicking off in
1: they're in oh, the czech republic the this year czech
0: republic of course i
1: like getting up and it, there's something to be said again you guys don't watch soccer i get up every saturday and sunday morning to watch soccer and i feel like it's v- very nice to get up in the morning and watch sports yeah. very very refreshing yeah. i love it absolutely love it are you serious no, like I love getting okay. up early How to watch sports. It? Like it's great. No, man. I just thought I, I I've gotten into the Psych. habit of getting up on Saturdays and Sundays at 7:30 a.m. to watch like that's that when the earliest Premier League game awful-y. starts and then I watch all the way till the end of the 12:30 game. So I watch a lot of sports in my mornings and afternoons, which we don't get to do with hockey here. Because I'd be time. miserable if I woke that's up. At, nice,
2: that's nice. Everyone smiles.
1: If
0: I woke up early. at seven a.m. on a Saturday really to watch Vancouver lose six nothing, I would be so. Well, miserable. yeah, you see,
1: I, I, uh, you see, my favorite teams, like a little tiny English club, Norwich City. We're pretty small. We're, de- we were dead last in the league heading into this weekend, and uh, you know sometimes you get up and it's just completely not worth it. And you get thrashed, but. Other well, times bed, it's yeah. the most amazing thing.
2: Well, it's nice. You wake up, you have a cup of mud, and you just sit there, Agreed. and you, you know, absolutely, you drink mud. It's a it
1: mean, <laughs> oh, coffee. it's coffee. Now you see because I watch soccer, <laughs> oh, I, I I tend to do uh, I tend to do
2: tea mud. Okay. Tea. Anyway, it, it's nice to get up. So continue, Luke mud. Uh, or uh, Nick. Yeah, but it's in Czech Republic this year.
1: I think it's going to be great uh, because there's the time difference. Um, I think it's going to be great to get up and watch some yeah. hockey in the morning and afternoon. That's what I like about the European ones. So Obviously, we'll be that I like early, it. Will it? Yeah, like the yeah. afternoon games are going to be. They're going to be like noon, noonish start times. I'm okay I think That's fine. They're going to yeah, be yeah. in like the noon to early afternoon. It's,
2: nice. it's a nice break where all the bitterness and divide between all of us and all other yes. hockey fans can come together. Well, to I support always our say country.
1: this is like with my friends back in Newmarket that this is the only time I get to cheer for the
2: same team as them. It's yeah, nice. it's nice, and, and I just like the tradition. Ray Ferraro, Gord Miller.
0: Yeah. Um, it's perfect. Yeah. You guys All just right. assume I'll be cheering for Canada. That's a <laughs> bold assumption.
1: Well, but... Canadian selection camp is taking place in Oakville. I know you guys are from the GTA, so that's no, pretty close to Nick is from the GTA. The Nick's me. from Toronto. Yeah. So that's pretty close to me. I think that's kind of cool that they're doing it out here. Um, any players that stick out for you guys that you're looking forward to watching?
0: I don't really follow um, a lot of the pre tournament Canada stuff selections. Or... I just kind of <coughs> jump in. In and terms of anybody.
2: Hmm. Well, okay, I'll well, start. I know hmm. I know. Doc's going to be pretty good. He's expected to play with Lafreniere and Valeno. Kirby Doc?
1: Yeah. You mean Kirby Doc who's playing in the NHL right now? You think the Blackhawks are going to send him down? He's like 2C mm-hmm. right now? I doubt it. We'll see. Um, I think he could. As a Senators fan who's going to see their team pick in the top five this year, I'm really looking forward to seeing the likes of possibly Quentin Byfield if he can play his way onto the team. I know it's hard for some draft year guys to get on uh obviously alexi lafreniere who was on it last year and then from sweden i kind of want to see lucas raymond alexander holtz yeah. they both seem very interesting i know cameron robinson who does prospect evaluation uh compared them to how the sedines were uh that's obviously a stretch but oh Luke, I thought they that were would pique so good yeah that is a stretch anyways yeah I- i'm really looking forward to that I am looking forward
2: to the States. They're going to score a lot of goals. Yes. Call me bias. Go ahead. I don't care. Cole Caulfield. um, He had the most goals by any national development team. in program history, more than Hughes, Kessel Kane, Matthews, he was the MVP of the U-18s. He tied Ovechkin's single tournament goal record with 14. He's playing with Alex Turcott, who's an unreal playmaker. They're playing together in Wisconsin right now. Um, you have Arthur Kaliev. He scored 51 goals um, in the O, and you know it's going to be Spencer Knight in goal. Uh, the thing with um, Canada is you're not really sure. Sh- There's some uncertainty towards goaltending, I believe. It's either Oliver Rodrigue or Alexis Gravel or Alexi. Um, Numbers aren't great, but I know Rodriguez has the better uh, say percentage of it now. They're both playing in the queue, so there's some uncertainty there. But uh, no, I'm really excited to watch the states. Um,
0: yeah, boo!
1: We're Canadian. How
0: dare you, Luke? Thoughts? No, I like I said, I don't. I just kind of jump in cold on Boxing Day, um, and enjoy the ride. <laughs> We should have had rain say. on
1: here. Rain would have been good for this. Yeah,
0: he knows a lot. He knows his stuff. Yeah, he um, knows. He knows
1: We're gonna do that someday. We're gonna have him on here. We're gonna do prospects. You've
2: been saying that for um, like a year. We should, yeah, we yeah. said that. We do that. Um, okay. But also Sweden's defense. We can talk about. We have Sandin, Boakfast. yeah, Broberg, Soderstrom. They've got. They'll be fun to watch. I don't that's know how much assuming about
1: their... they get released to play right because they both play in the AHL right now. Um, so but we'll assume. see. I'm,
2: I'm excited. Um, and, and like you said before, the World Juniors is more wide open now. Um, it's not. So much, where the favorite always wins
0: at this point. So, um, I'm excited. Okay, I want to ask you guys. um, Now, I'm not really sure when we'll be back on next semester. I'm guessing a safe bet would be the week of January 27th to 31st. I think so. Believe it or not, Um, for some reason, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, January 27th to 31st. (laughs) I want to ask you guys. uh, Come that week, let's say, let's just assume we get the Tuesday slot again. On January 28th, where would, wow, that is, that's two months away. Uh, wow. It's crazy. In, in two months, where would you like to see uh, Lay's Montreal Canadiens and the Ottawa Senators?
2: I don't know, man. I don't know about this team. All right, Nick. If you've been on, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what this team is and it's stressing me out and I'm spending too much time investing in this team. And they make me sad and they make me happy and I don't know what to think. And if you have seen my Twitter, you would understand how befuddled I am over this hockey team. Uh, I don't know if they're good or not. Um, so I don't know. Maybe they can just start losing and maybe we can hope for Lafreniere. But whatever.
1: I, okay, I doubt that. Um, I said uh, I'd probably like to see the Senators rooted to the bottom of the league just because more than anything. I've liked how they've played the past couple weeks. They've been really exciting to watch, and it's really refreshing to watch them play nice hockey again. But in reality, that does nothing for us. For the future, we need a top five pick, and therefore uh, it's good i always think it'd be good root they, for playoffs they're getting pretty fortunate right now in terms of like they have a really high pdo their players are shooting pretty high and they're getting good goaltending so I'd, I'd assume there's going to be some regression there i think the hard times are going to come they started decent last season too um but i would still like to see despite them slowing down i would very much like to see uh, improvement coming from the likes of shabbat kachuk and white shabbat and kachuk have both been well, Kachuk's been fantastic this year. Chabot's been pretty good. Colin White's been a little bit disappointing, so I'd like to see him start to pick it up. Maybe after Pajot gets traded, he can get some more offensive usage, which would be nice. And Luke, where would you like to see the Canucks?
0: Um, I'd be okay with them kind of staying where they are, I think, and I think that's reasonable. Uh, they're currently third in the Pacific in a not very good Pacific, but... <laughs> that fact aside um I think huh. I think if they're if it's if it's late January and they're third in the Pacific um not in a f- no I, I don't think you could be third in the Pacific in a fluky way at that point yeah. so yeah if they're third in the Pacific I'll be happy with that uh 28 points in 25 games played I don't I don't know they're uh they they suck but they're also really good. Quinn Hughes so. did a cool
2: thing. Um, oh, he pushed uh, yeah. Miller? Yeah, that, that was, that was pretty
0: neat. Hockey IQ through the roof. Oh, my God, it's crazy. He's going to win all the awards. All right. uh, I did a yeah. whack
1: thing, and uh, surprise, surprise, I picked... I did where I see each of your teams in two months. Okay, Mine's
0: probably going to be in Vancouver, <laughs> unless they're on the road. Uh, Canucks
1: oh, in 2020... I say in the mix, I think the Canucks are actually good, and I think Pedersen and Besser are going to soar into the new year.
0: Fair mm. enough. Petters- oh, I'm okay yeah. with that. I approve. Sorry. Elias.
1: And then the Canadians. Elias Pettersson. I see them making a move to address the defense.
2: I don't. I don't think Bergevin knows what to do. But that's nice of you, Nick. Um, yeah, we'll I see. see them making a move. <laughs> he appreciates the sentiment. Gary Price is still good, and
1: the offense is performing really well. Maybe. Yep. They might regress at some point. Hopefully, not for your sake. Mm-hmm. But I think if they fix the deed, they could be in the wildcard.
2: Yeah, there's rumors of, of Gosses Bear. I don't know if I'm saying his name properly. He's yep. been scratched two games in a row now. Um, I think Philly really <coughs> undervalues him. He's a solid playmaker, a really good puck mover. And um, I think he'd fit well with Montreal's system. But again, I don't know. It'd be nice if they I could think adjust it. He fit the... well with any system, to yeah. be fair. Uh, but, you know, we have Ben Sherratt, So I'm not
0: worried. We have Ben Sherrat, I'm not worried. Yeah. You know who's not worried? The other teams. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because you have Ben
1: Sherratt. Well, um You know what else the yeah. month out, guys?
2: Oh. Xmas. Xmas.
1: It's Christmas time. All Bye right. Krimath. Guys, <laughs> I wanna know from you. You're sitting on the big jolly red man's lap. You're sitting on the big jolly red man's lap with your team jersey on. What are you asking Santa Claus for? Everybody's having a good laugh right now. <laughs> i broke, Luke. Luke, sorry, okay.
0: Luke, are you okay? The, the live stream needs uh, to see uh, him Yeah, right I'm now. good. I'm Luke, good. What are
1: you asking Santa Claus for Christmas? What's on your wish I don't list? know.
0: I uh, in terms of hockey, I think you mean. I'll give you my other list later. Um, but uh uh What do you ask? This doesn't, that doesn't
2: even sound like Christmas music. This just sounds sad. It's a campfire. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry.
0: Um, that's a Christmas thing. Sitting around the Christmas campfire. You can do that anytime. Like um what do I don't know. Uh, I can't focus with this music. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> uh, I'm gonna start. there's nothing really that I feel like Vancouver's lacking. Um like the goaltending's good. I guess I would maybe say defense. Uh, a nice offensive... Sorry, another offensive defender would be nice. Um, I can't really ask for too much up front. Maybe... You know what I want for Christmas? I want Louis Erickson to be living in Utica. There, there we go. Is That's the I'm talking about. And That's I bad. want Nikolai Goldobin to be scoring six goals a game with the Canucks. Uh, But more so, I want Louis Erickson living in Utica. That's what I care about. I don't. He's, you know, there's this thing going around on Vancouver Twitter, and it happens very often. Louis Erickson literally has a clean sheet, no stats. Oh really? The only stat he has is ice time. No, obviously no goals, goals or assists. That's too much to ask. But no shots, no hits, no penalty minutes. He just, he doesn't do anything.
2: All, okay. hate. All right.
0: All right. So on. you do know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> Luke love that. Pick that one up halfway through. Right? All right.
1: Patrick, what are you asking Santa Claus for?
2: Uh, I have a big list. i got a lot Let's of things it. I want. I now. wish for a top left-handed defenseman. I wish for Kotkaniemi to have some good wingers. I would wish for the Habs to stop blowing leads with a minute left. They've done that at least eight times this year. A minute left at the end of the period. It's really annoying. I would wish for Mike Riley to stop getting ice time over people Ooh. deserving of it. I would wish for Ben Sherat to stop joining the Rush. I would wish for Shea Weber to stop joining the Rush. Um, I would wish, I don't know, for Domi to stop taking stupid penalties. Uh, this doesn't Dude, me. this is the best segment <laughs> this we've doesn't ever match done. The I don't music, even care. But, um, yeah, a lot of things that I would like to wish for. Um, this team, like, honestly gives me depression, so I don't even know. Wow,
0: did Go your parents ahead. not tell you when you guys were growing
2: up not to ask Santa for too much? Because that was greedy.
1: Like, listen to this. Oh, this is not fun. I'm, uh, okay. I'm not allowed
0: mm-hmm. to listen to Christmas music before my brother's birthday, guys, which uh, is tomorrow. Oh, okay.
1: So, uh, so tomorrow you can listen to this? After
0: tomorrow I can listen to Christmas music. Okay. We weren't allowed to put decorations up until after the 27th.
1: My Santa wish list for the Ottawa Senators, I said I would like some Colin White returning to form because he only has five points in 17 games played and he's making close to five mil. So hopefully a little bit of a readjustment for him. Uh, I said I would like Eric Branstrom's first NHL goal because I love Eric Branstrom. Uh, a healthy Christian Willanen would be a nice present, something nice under my tree. And a good return for Jean-Gabriel Peugeot. That oh, would that be my... Nice. Why, why it's funny. do you want to
2: get rid of Nick, Pajot? Nick has, the ni- Nick has the worst team, with all due respect, and that was the nicest list. I just... Okay. just, uh, I want so, everyone to so have simple. fun.
1: It's so simple. How, like... Cheering for a brutal team and like y- you just wish for so little at this point, and yeah. then you don't even get that. And it's it, just no, and like, you don't yeah. even get that. It's sad. All right, guys, you're Santa Claus. Who's on your nice list? No, you know what? Let's start with the naughty list. Who's on your naughty Is this list? Specific this year? to our teams or just the league Just anybody. Oh. It can be specific to your teams. Mm-hmm. It can be anybody.
0: Oh, I need to think of this. Nice. Okay, here. Let me start. Put on yeah. Carol of the Bells. Keep oh, on like, silent night. I like no, that No, I said it first. Who's been
1: naughty? I don't even know.
0: Who's been naughty?
1: I mean, we talked about a couple, Babcock and Peters. <laughs> oh, I, well, yeah. But oh, like... the
0: show is so boring without music.
1: Yeah, it really is. Uh, more YouTube ads. Um I know, we need music under like every segment now. Like. This is the
0: Trans Siberian Orchestra, Carol of the Bells. <laughs> this is a 10 hour, hour loop. Right, Pat? I love this. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah. oh, whoopsies.
1: All right. Uh, my naughty list. Uh, I said Bill Peters. The accusations against him are very uh, very bad. I don't, I don't know if this is appropriate music for like talking about the is. naughty list. But uh, my mm-hmm. other naughty mm-hmm. list. These mm-hmm. ones are a bit lighter hearted. Uh, whoever designed the LA and Colorado Stadium Series jerseys. Oh, they are yeah. absolutely appalling. And if any kids get those under the tree, oh. Uh, all the hockey men are on my naughty list, <laughs> and uh, also on my naughty list, right at the top, is Kyle Dubas for trying to ruin my fun and the running joke of the NHL this year—the Toronto Maple Leafs. Kyle Dubas, oh, you're naughty. We're for doing still
0: that. gonna rip on them. Like, I don't. I even know, if they win the cup, fun, right? Even if they win the cup, they're still gonna rip on themselves. So, guys, I will, your naughty I will list? agree
2: with the naughty with the naughty list. Um, <laughs> I can't get over this right now. (laughs) Everyone on that list
0: is just so naughty. Like I can't get over what we're doing right now.
2: Nice list. Who's been nice? Who's a nice? Who's been? Who's who's the nicest hockey player? Do you guys think? Like, like the the nicest hockey player.
1: Um, Always. Alex Ovechkin seems like the nicest person ever. What? I I don't care. He does. I I, love Alex Ovechkin. Uh,
2: No. Really? I don't. He seems okay. Um. Jacob Mark. Dougie Hamilton seems like a nice guy. I like Dougie Hamilton. Uh, Dougie Hamilton means means a lot to me. This is scary night. Um, this is silent night. This is what
0: two hours this of Christmas is not music. Silent Good night. pick, Pat.
2: <laughs>
1: man, YouTube sucks. Um, okay here. My nice silent list. There, here we go. This isn't the orchestra version. Okay, you know what? You didn't specify Alright, my nice list, I said Jean-Gabriel Pajot, because even though I want to trade him, as I said two months ago, he's such a nice guy, and I'm really happy that he's going to get paid by somebody this year, because he's having a great contract year. I also said Leon Dreisaitl, because he's finally getting the respect that he deserves as a superstar from absolutely everybody, because he's had a great year, and he's leading the NHL in points. And finally on my nice list, Connor McDavid, because what he is doing at this point is basically charity. And, Yeah. yeah... He deserves something else. My nice
0: list is everyone on the Canucks roster except for Louis Erickson. Um, Get to Utica now. That's my list, this
1: vendetta against Louis Erickson. Get to Utica now. Luke is putting a lot of coal
2: in his stocking. (laughs) Um, Doesn't even. Well, uh, my theme will be similar to Luke's. Mine is on the nice list. Everyone on the Habs. Except for... Except for Louis Erickson. Except for Louis Erickson. He needs to get his ass down to Utica right now. Or Laval. You know, hey, go to Laval. You made a swear on the show. Sorry.
0: Um, whoops. We're canceled.
2: Okay. We won't see you next semester. Um, you know who's been nice is Nick Suzuki. Right. Uh, he's a nice kid. He's a nice boy. And I like the what way he plays. Um, Gallagher, he's nice. What he does all the time is nice. No one else does it like him. Really? And the Habs. Is
1: Brendan Gallagher
2: really a nice hockey player? Like, I just watched the guy, and he's just mean to everybody. Uh, I don't think he's mean. So, I disagree. Uh, Thomas Tatar is nice, but I think he would also fetch a nice return at the deadline. He, uh. Yeah, no, that, that worked out so good last time for the last team that acquired Thomas Tatar at the deadline. Thomas. Tatar. Well, I'm just saying. It's it a healthy scratch in the playoffs.
0: Well, he shouldn't have been, but anyway. That's about it, man. That's all I got. Who's the Who's the meanest player in the NHL? Ryan Reeves. Yeah, probably. Is he probably though, Ryan or is Reeves. he just playing into his role? He's pretty.
2: No, I think he's a mean dude. I think he's mean. He's just a bully. He's pretty mean. Nick, what are your thoughts? You're lost in the music right now. I, I'm just Can't really enjoying on. this. This is nice. This is a nice way to
1: wrap up a semester. Let's just enjoy this. Well, well guys, it's been good. I've enjoyed All doing right. this for another semester, and I'm. We looking won't be forward... back
0: because Pat said a bad word on air.
1: Yeah, you know what? I'm looking forward to coming back next semester. Hopefully, our teams are where we said they would be, and hopefully, we don't look very silly. Right. And All right.
2: Hopefully, two listeners have a happy holidays.
1: Yes, thank you to everybody for listening. Have a happy holidays, and we'll see.